Our precious Father, I want to thank you again for the privilege you have to gather, tune in, and to listen to your word at this time. We trust you to teach us. We trust you to open our eyes and grant us revelation into your wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're just talking about um, the spirit life that we have. That's our theme for this year. And we're not going anywhere because that's what we're focusing on. And we're talking about this new life that Christ died to give us, the life that we have now. The life of the new man. That's his spirit life because the new man is his spirit man. So we call it the spirit life. That's what the Bible calls it. And the most important thing in the Christian life is this life. It's living this life. There is nothing that is more important than living this great life. And so the church should focus and emphasize on this. First Corinthians 13 from verse 1. If I could speak all the languages of earth and all of angels, but didn't love others, which is the core nature of the spirit man, which is the nature of God, I will only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Verse 2, if I had the gifts of prophecy and if I, if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. It's just comparing these things that are very important too to the life that Christ died to give us. The life of God. God is love. Verse 3, if I gave everything I have to the poor, and even sacrifice my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would gain nothing at all. Nothing. Which means it's more important to God that I live this new life of love than that I sing in the choir and that I'm the senior pastor and that I give. And all these wonderful things are good, but the Spirit of God is saying the thing that's above all of them is that we live this life of love. And so that if we don't live the life of love, we haven't really achieved much. So that is the primary thing that God wants to see us living. For instance, God is not looking for an anointed man of God. He's not looking for an anointed woman of God. And it's all very important to be anointed. And God, God is not looking for the person that prays down the storm. It's, it's very important to pray. I'm not saying you shouldn't pray. We should pray. But God says, I'm looking for a virtuous woman. And I'm looking for a faithful man. No place the Bible says God is looking for an anointed man. There is no place God says I'm looking for anything else. It's, it's a virtuous woman. In Proverbs 31, who can find a virtuous woman? That's what he's talking about. He said, for her prize is far above rubies. He didn't say who can find an anointed woman. Her prize is far above rubies, above money. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. And then the other one, Proverbs 26, he said, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find, God is looking for a faithful man, a man who lives the sweet life. And you can see the importance of this again, as emphasized in John 15 from verse 1. Jesus himself said, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine, every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. 
every branch of mine, every Christian. It doesn't produce fruit. It says it cuts him off. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce more fruit. So you can see how important this spirit life is. It's number one thing. I was so encouraged when I was passing by and I had one of the very popular preachers in this country, a woman highly respected. I just overheard that saying that the most important thing is living the, the spirit life. I was like, wow. And I had just preached on it the previous day. And the scripture says that all over the place. First Peter 1, 3, verse 1 to 6 says, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, would, they without the word may be won by the conduct of their wives. When they observe your church conduct accompanied by fear, do not let your adornment be merely the outward thing. The outward thing. It's not what God is really, really. It's good to dress well and look good, but God is not looking at, at because the outward thing is not what he's talking about. Here. Arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on a fine apparel, it's wonderful to do that, but God is saying, comparing what I want, the thing that is more precious to my heart, is the inner life. He said, rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart. And he told, tells us exactly who this person is. He didn't say it's a, it's a person. It's a personality. That's the person we've been talking about. The, the new man, the hidden man. is not seen because his spirit is of spirit nature. And then he goes on to tell us exactly which is very precious in the sight of God. No, sorry. He said, rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. This hidden man is a spirit. That's why you don't see him. Just like God is a spirit. You don't see God. Jesus lives in the spirit form now. You don't see him now. But when he was here in, the, in human form, we saw him. And the Bible says about this, this quiet spirit man, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughter you are, if you do, if you do good, and are, are not afraid of any terror. So you see, the Bible, the Holy Spirit is telling the church that the thing that is primary to God is the life, this hidden life, this hidden man being manifest in, in its character. Because that's exactly why Jesus died to give us this new life. Now, let's look at uh, the natural man is the one we see. It's not spiritual. That's why we see it when you're girl, when you are born at the, at, the, uh, at the hospital, you are seen. The physical man, the natural man. We are born visible. Totally born visible. And that one that is natural has the natural attributes that comes from the DNA of the parents. But because it's natural, it's totally contrary to spiritual nature. And because it's natural, cannot perform spiritual functions, cannot, cannot live the spiritual life because it doesn't have that nature. And remember, God is a spirit. And for you to live this, the life that God, that of God, you, you then have to be a spirit like him. You have to have that spirit nature like him. So the natural man, it doesn't have that God's nature yet. So he was born natural. And so the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 2, 14, but the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God. Of course. Of course. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually 
the sand, that's the for the same reason for which you go to universities today, places of learning, they mock you because you believe in God, because they cannot understand anything about God, is foolishness to them. Because we are talking of the spirit realm, and they want to see in the natural realm, which is the normal thing every normal natural person does, because they live by those senses. And they mock you, and they say, well, you can't, there's no God. I bet there is God, because God is a spirit. Now, Romans 8, 7 says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, but it's so, so obvious you can see it in the society in which we live. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So naturally, the natural person that is born visibly cannot please God. It's not wired to live this life of God. And so trying to live the life of God will produce hypocrisy, like we said on uh, Thursday. So the Pharisees were a very good proof of that because they were so prideful about obeying the laws of God. They really prided themselves in being perfect in what the Bible calls self-righteousness. And that's what every Christian, every Christian who sits aside the hidden man, who doesn't even know about the hidden man, who doesn't even understand that the hidden man is the one that should be living now and tries to impress God by laws, is going to end up a hypocrite like the Pharisees because he's going to employ the same nature that does not have the nature of God. It's not going to work. That nature does not obey God, doesn't even understand God with all his wisdom, with all his understanding. The Bible says that the world by its wisdom cannot know God. The only wisdom that could make you know God is the wisdom God reveals. And the only life that God wants to see is the life of the hidden man. But when we begin to want to live, we don't even acknowledge the hidden man. We don't acknowledge the work of grace. We don't even care to know because we think we are doing okay. We end up like Pharisees with a bunch of hypocrites because what we are doing is impossible. Look at John 8, 44. You are of your father, the devil. The desires of your father you want to do. He's a murderer from the beginning and does not stand the truth in the truth because there is no truth in him. He said that this, this, in the natural world, the God of this world is the devil. So he controls all of those people who yield to the systems of this world. You know? And then our, the natural nature, it, it holds man in serious bondage to that natural disposition that's ungodly. And so he calls me a slave to sin. John 8, 34. Jesus answered them, most assuredly I say to you, to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever. I say the slave is not a son. And as long as you are walking in by your flesh, that's not the attributes of, of a son. And until you are set free from that nature, you can't abide in the house. You are not a son. You can't be a son of God. That's what he's saying. But the son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, until the son of God makes you free from this entrapment of the, this natural nature, you, you cannot be free. He says, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Of course, they made the mockery of him because they didn't understand what he was saying. In Romans 6, 20, he says, when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. You are not expected to live the life of God because of your nature that has entrapped you in this kind of uh, attribute. Now, So the only thing it produces is hypocrisy because that is a round pig, a round pig in a square hole. 
And so the Pharisees ended up being called hypocrites by the Lord Jesus Christ because they were trying to live a life they didn't have the attributes to live. And then some of their, some of their uh, actions showed it. Matthew 23, 15. He said, What sort of awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees? Then he calls them hypocrites. For you cross lines and see to make one convert. See, they were very religious people. Like people can be today. Extremely religious, praying with every manner of group of praying, doing all manner of stuff. He said, for you cross land and see to make, and see to make one convert. And then you turn that person into twice the child of hell. You yourself are. Because you teach them the same way you behave. You teach them, they become your the disciples. And they were not doing anything. They were doing these things to talk, get people to be their disciples. They were so bunch of selfish people. So Jesus said, you're selfish. You you end up living your nature, no matter how you try. You end up living your nature. Your selfish nature, your loveless nature shows up in everything you do. And these people that you go make your disciples, they behave like you. They become children of hell. So you see what that kind of thing does. And so we, we have to understand why God is emphasizing on us living by our new nature and not by the old nature. And if a Christian disregards this thing, like I'm saying, he will end up like the Pharisees. Because he'll be living like them, by his works, by what he does. But you don't live by your works. You live by the, the life of the new spirit. The new spirit has ability. The new spirit has strength. The new spirit is a living being. It's a spirit being. Amen. So the Lord of God could not make man really behave like God. Actually, the Bible said that the law was given to reveal to us that we are sinful by nature. Romans 3.19, obviously the law applied, applies to those to whom it was given. For its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. See, it's to show that the entire world is guilty. The entire world has this nature that does not obey God. 24, no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands, because the nature is rotten. The nature is godly. So it cannot do that. It's impossible. Totally impossible. But the law simply shows us how sinful we are. That's all. That's all it reveals that the whole world is guilty. We stand before God condemned because our nature is contrary to God's nature and so produces only sinful things. And then the, this, the, our Lord Jesus explains it here. He said, Matthew 7, 16, you shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of tongues or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Cannot. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. They say your nature, your corrupt tree, you can't bring forth good fruit. You cannot. Priding yourself in what you do, how good you are, and all this is a speaking Pharisee language. It cannot, you say the bad tree cannot, except a human being is born again and begins to live by the new nature, he cannot bear good fruit. It's not possible. Everybody who goes to church who doesn't understand that he has to live by the new nature is going to end up a Pharisee. He cannot bring forth good fruit by his works, by his natural nature and attributes, determinations, will, all of that that is of man is worthless. He cannot. It's not going to happen because he's coming from the bad tree. 
Jesus is the only good vine. Only through Christ that good fruits come. He's the only good vine. Any other thing coming from any other thing is bad. Three, it cannot produce. And in Matthew chapter 9, verse 23, then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I said to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom. He's saying that not even money can change a man and bring him into the kingdom of God. Not, not the money in the world cannot do that. It's not possible. Even the prophet asked a question, Jeremiah 33, verse 23. Can an Ethiopian change the color of his skin? If I can convince you to stop walking like Pharisees and start, and start walking in the new life, I think we'll achieve something. Can an Ethiopian change the color of his skin? Can a leopard take away its spot? Neither can you that neither can you start doing good, for you have always done evil. It's not possible. It's impossible. He said you can't do that. There's no way a man, no amount of law can change the skin of a man. No amount of do's and don'ts will change your, the, the natural thing. It's not going to happen. He said, can a leper take away his spot? It's not going to happen. So the only way to do that is to change the nature of the man. Is to change his nature and create somebody that has the character of God that can live the life of God. By nature, not by laws, not by do's and don'ts. He, he lives it by nature. And so God did that. And look up, even Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. He said, either make the tree good, change its nature, and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by the fruit. So there's no way. The only way you can make a tree bear good fruit is to change it and make it good. What is good? Only God is good. Is to give man God's nature. Then he can bear good fruit. And they put in another way, Matthew 23, 26, blind Pharisees first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish. You got to go in and walk the inside, not the outside. Everything man is doing that is not from his spirit is the outside work. It's the outside work. He'll end up a Pharisee, I'm telling you. The, 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 the outside ornament and decorations, God says, that's not what I'm checking out for. I'm looking for the inside one, the hidden man. That's what, who I'm looking for because it carries my image and my nature. He says, so, so the first cleanse the inside of the cup and this, that the outside of them may be clean also. So when you change the inside of man's nature, the outside naturally becomes clean. There's no effort to this. There's simply no effort to this thing. And God did it, Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece, see that? When God created us, he said, you are a masterpiece of my production. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can now do the good things he planned for us long ago. So he now came in and made the tree good, brought his nature in the tree, so that the tree can now produce good fruit. Not because of laws. You don't do, no law can make you do that. Nothing. Ephesians 4.24. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. The new tree has, has been made good. So that the new tree can now produce good fruit. You know, scientists do the same thing. Now that that. Toying with DNAs of plants, 
A plant that produces bitter something, they take the thing in the laboratory, they change the DNA, and once the DNA changes, you, no, you, you can't give that tree a lot. It will produce exactly the nature that has been made to produce. Some of them that used to have seeds, they make them, they become seedless. That seedlessness comes as a result of the inside work, the DNA that is in him. That's what God did. He took a man and changed his DNA and put a new seed in him that produces good works. It doesn't come from what the tree is doing. It comes from what is inside. If you change what is inside that tree, you change what it produces. And so, what makes the hidden man manifest? What makes the hidden man manifest? It's a very, very simple. You start acknowledge it's existing. There's nothing God tells us to do that stuff. Jesus said, my useless is. It's not, there's no difficult thing in, in doing this thing because it's not really you. It's God that does everything. That's when, when people talk about what they do, we are going to do this. I, I sit there and say, can God help us? Can God please help us? Because you need to, can your faith be in you? It simply acknowledge what God has done. That has produced a new, a new tree here. I have a new seed in me that produces the good fruit. The good fruit comes from the new seed I have. It comes from the new Christ, the new life I have. It's simply acknowledging him called faith. The only thing that brings the spiritual reality, spiritual existence into the natural realm is believing in it consistently. Believing that it is there. And Jesus said, only believe and you shall see. But you know why it doesn't work? Because it has not done on people that they don't even know these things. It, it, coming to church, sitting down there and hearing sermons like this doesn't mean you get it. Sometimes we think we get it. We don't get it. We don't get it. I can tell you the truth. Because if you get it, the seed, the seed will automatically be producing. You don't need effort. It will automatically be producing. And many people, you, you see the kind of life, kind of life that is predominant in church. Uh, fornication, adultery, sexy stuff, all manner of junk. And you realize that they, they, they don't get it. Because the moment you believe it, you produce good fruit. It's automatic. James 2.18. Now, someone may argue. Some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? So you, you haven't believed it. You don't have good It's not producing I will show you my faith by good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God good for you. Even demons believe this. Even Satan. And they tremble in terror. 20, how foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? 26, just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. If you believe it, it, it produces, I mean, if you have good seed, if the, if the scientists have put a new DNA, the thing shows, just shows. Seedless fruit come because the DNA was changed. It produces seedless. It doesn't have to do any other thing. It produces seedless. Look at, look at 1 John 3, 9. 1 John 3, 9, New Living Translation. It says, those who have been born into God's family... Do not make a practice of sinning. We cannot delete this from scripture. Brethren, we cannot run away from this truth. 
When you make a practice of sinning, you haven't believed the gospel fullest. I remember one of our used to call it gospel in its purest form. You have not believed something is wrong with your faith. Your faith needs fixing. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning. Why? Because God's life is in them. The DNA is changed. So they can't keep on sinning. It's not possible because they are children of God. That's why people get confused. They keep on sinning and they think it's more laws they need. They're confused. They gossip. They're taken over by anger. They do a lot of stuff and they get confused. The same way we accept sickness, accept it because we don't pray for the sick. We don't cast out demons. If you pray for the sick, you will never accept sickness as from God. It's because we don't do what Jesus said to do. So we, we, we become lethargic spiritually. How we get confused. Totally confused. We can't run away from these scriptures. They are there in the Bible staring me in the face. Staring you in the face. First John, verse three, verse, first John 3, 9. New Living Translation. Those who have been born into God's family. do not. I've read that one. First John 3, verse 9. The look, first John 3, 6. 3, 6, verse 6. Of First John 3 verse 6, anyone, anyone who continues to live in, live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. This is Bible. This is God's truth. You change the DNA. Jesus said, just change the tree. Make it good and the products will be good automatically. Doesn't need any effort. No Ten Commandments makes this nothing at all. It's coming from inside. And he's saying, yeah, if you have it, it will show, it will bring good fruit. But if you don't believe it, if you don't understand it, if you don't accept it, it will not flow. It will not show. The proof that you believe in the gospel in its fullest, that you believe in this new man that God made you, that God created you holy and pure, is that that seed begins to show you grow in it though, but progress is seen. And so the scripture tells us how to develop this faith that makes it work. It says Jesus tells us how to do that. But we must be people who listen to scripture. We must love the scripture. Brethren, if you don't love the scripture, you will not give yourself to it. Whatever you love drives you. That's why you invest your time. That's why you invest everything. But if you love the scripture, if you love, the Bible talks of people who don't love the scripture are going to be deceived by Satan. It's, it's in the Bible. That they are going to be deceived by Satan because they don't love the scripture that will set them free. So they're not studying it. They're not giving heed to it like we're preaching now. Some people treat it casually and after this, they just go away and that's it and life continues. But still, they don't know it. And God told, tell, tells us how to get to know it. How to get to get it implanted in us and get it work. John 8, 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed in, on him. If you continue in my word, that's the way it works. There has to be continuing in my word. It's not a casual something. It's a dedicated purposeful continuing to study, continuing to listen. Then are you my disciples indeed? I heard the preacher say, disciples are those who continue in the word. 
It's not those who come, who read it as a quiet time something, duty something, religious obligation something. I've done my quiet time. Now you get out and the, the, or the thing that controls your thinking is everything junk outside there. Because there are something, things are competing with, with, with the word of God. And God said, my son, give attention to my word. Give attention. Continue in my word. Then are you my disciples indeed. You are a disciple because you go to church. You are a disciple because you continue in the word and the word, when you go to church, you continue in the word. You listen and you go out and behave like Berean Christians. They cite scriptures daily. That's what it means to continue in my word. Somebody spoke to me yesterday. He said, Pastor, I took down the sermon. I began to listen to them, making my notes. And I said, oh my God, there's so much revelation in this. Yes, if you don't search for it, you won't find it. You don't get it because you sit on the pew. Because you haven't shown God that you have interest in knowing it. You don't get it because you tuned in and listening to me. You get it because you show God that this is important to you. And you begin to invest time in it to search it so that you can find it. There is a finding, brethren. There is a locating of the treasure of God called the word of the living God. Casual attitude will leave you ignorant and faithless, defeated. And you resort to the law because you don't know much about the new man. You'll be talking about the laws and laws and laws and laws and what to do and what you don't do. And they're telling you, you no, know, talk about what he did. Oh, you don't understand it. And Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. What happens when you continue? Verse 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall now make you free. The truth begins to produce. You are no more in bondage to sin and habits and stuff like that. It be, the freedom is automatic because you believe it. The life begins to show. Church, that's the word the Bible says. It sets you free. Your desires change. The desire that used to hold you bondage dies. We're not supposed to, we're not supposed to manage this. It's not character management. It's a new and entirely new life sourced from the spirit of God. Totally different from what a man can do or what a man does. When we talk about what men do and what I would do to get closer to God and awesome, awesome talk. But you're talking about you. You are both should be in the Lord. For without him we can do nothing. He is the source of the water river of water that is life that is flowing out of us. It's Christ in us. That produces this thing. And so the Bible says in first, second Peter verse one, chapter 1 verse 19. It says, because of that experience we have greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. Listen to Peter. You must pay close attention to what they wrote. For their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until there is an until the, door, the day dawns and Christ the morning star shines in your heart. There is an until. You don't get it until it breaks through all the junk, all the wrong doctrine, all the carnal things that is in our mind. It has to break through it. We all have all the junk in our minds that occupy us. It has to break through until Christ shines in. Paul said until Christ lives in your heart by faith. He doesn't live in your heart by faith even though he's there. 
but your faith has not taken it in until it breaks through in knowledge, in revelation that he lives in you. You have a new DNA. You can say it mentally, but you may not know it spiritually. Mental knowledge is worthless when it comes to the things of God. It's spiritual knowledge. That's why the Bible says this knowledge is spiritually designed. It's spiritual in nature. The word of God is spirit. But we have to look for it, to locate it, to find it. Proverbs said when we find it, when we locate it, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. See what happens? For they are alive to those who find them. That is finding, brethren. You can hear, but you haven't found it. You find it when you want it. When you, Jesus said to this woman, he said, who are you looking for, woman? He said, I'm looking for my Lord. He said, that. He said, Mary. He wanted to know who are you looking for? What's your effort after? If you look for it, you find it. When you find it, it produces life. It doesn't take effort. Brethren, this is so key because it's not, the life it produces is comprehensive life of what Jesus died to give you. Produces health, prosperity, produces wisdom, produces all those things that make you succeed in life. That gives you good success. Your priorities become right. So that's, that's why this teaching is very, very important to us. He says, for they are life to those who find them and help to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it comes all the issues of life. So we keep it in our heart until we see it. He says, he says, he says, do not let them depart from your eyes, but to see it, see it, see it, I can't emphasize it more. See it. You got to see it. It has to become a reality. It has to become substance. You don't have faith until that thing becomes a substance in your heart. For out of your heart comes all the issues of your life. It has to be a substance. You got to see yourself the way God says you are. You have to spend time with the world until Christ breaks into you and shows you see yourself that you are the new man. You see the hidden man. You see yourself that you're great, righteous, you are holy. You see yourself in that attribute. You cannot see it outside unless you first see it inside. Everything happening comes from the heart. Failure starts from the heart. Prosperity starts from the heart. Healing starts from the heart. The new life starts from the heart. All of them. For the Bible says all the issues of our life Come from the heart. That's why God said, let my word dwell in you richly. Find it. Keep it in your heart. See it. See it. If you don't, you can't have it. You got to see it in your heart. Before you believe it, I was talking with my son yesterday. He said, daddy, there's this professor, there's something in millionaire was, who was teaching about how to be rich. The man was telling people that if you don't see yourself rich, you will never be rich. I said, that's biblical principle. If you don't see yourself, if you don't see yourself righteous, holy, the the hidden man, if you don't see you, this hidden man, is hidden because he's spiritual. But you can see him, not even physically, but you can see him by knowing that this is me. Paul saw himself. He said, I want to be seen in Christ. I'm seeing myself in him. 
I'm seeing something. Are you, wow, he said, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Man, this is what I'm seeing. Faith is a substance. Faith is reality in the spirit world. You got to see that you're passing your grace, I told my son. I said, you got to see yourself. That you are, I said, when you study, who is studying? Is it you or the hidden man? We do everything by the hidden man. We hear God by the hidden man. People get confused how God is talking to them because we have not developed our faith to believe in the hidden man that God created. That hidden man communicates with the spirit of God and knows more than the natural man. If you live by the hidden man, you live the life of the kingdom. Not just in character, but in other qualities of that hidden man that the natural man does not have. So we have to find the word, keep it in our heart until it produces, until it becomes a substance. Second Peter 1 9. Second Peter 1 9. But those who fail to develop in this way are short sighted. See, they are not seeing anything or blind. You see, they're not seeing anything. It doesn't mean, it's not talking about natural blindness. It's because they're not seeing anything. That God is created. God has created something. They're not seeing anything. God created a new man. They're not seeing the new man. They're not seeing the new man. This new man has authority given to him. They're not seeing it. You can't exercise meaningful authority unless you know who the new man is and begin to exercise it from the point of view of the new man. You can shout to the devil in Jesus' name. He won't listen to you. Because you are talking from your mental realm. You can talk to sickness, he will laugh at you. He's not going anywhere. Because what they're talking about is from your mental realm. It's not faith. It's not faith. It's not coming from your spirit. Faith is of the heart. Faith is the spirit man that talks and he walks. Not the carnal man, not the natural man. The spirit man talks and he walks. The spirit man talks. You talk by your spirit. You pray by your spirit and he walks. You pray by faith, you pray by your spirit. You do everything by the new man. Second Peter 1 9. But those who fail to develop in this way are short sighted or blind. Why? Forgetting they have been cleansed from their old sins. They have forgotten. They have forgotten. They don't even know it anymore. They don't know it anymore. They feel unworthy to come to God. They are so sin conscious. They are not seeing the new man. God said, created, perfect creation of God, awesome creation of God, awesome, wonderful, the work of his hand he made. You should see this guy, man. He's the new man. That's you. That's you in glory. That's you in power. That's you. That's you. You have entered the glory of God by this creation. You are not ordinary. When you go to the classroom and sit in that classroom, it's not the physical you that matters there. It's the spirit you that sits down there. Towers above the natural. There is nothing that comes from natural that that physical man is not going to handle because the greater one lives in him. And the greater one is walking through him. His wisdom is not natural wisdom. Christ has become his wisdom because he has the same life of Christ. And that's why God said, don't bother what to say. If they ask you, don't worry. I'm going to give you what to say. It's going to confront. God does not deal with our carnal things. He deals with our spirit man. That's why the Christian must understand this new life. It's everything. It is everything. He said, those who fail to develop in this way, grow their faith in this way, they are blind. All they see is sickness. Begging, begging, begging. We, we keep begging, begging, begging. 
join every prayer group. What are you joining for? Begging, begging. People think that when you pray with all manner of group, groups, you stop Corona. I don't see why the Bible says prayer stops Corona. It's your faith that stops Corona. It's your faith. It's your faith that builds the shield of faith. If you know what you're doing, you stand by faith in quietness and confidence. If you know who you are, you have peace. The peace that comes from within. The peace that the new man that has begins to guide you. You operate the life of the new man. A life of peace is not rattled. It's not rattled. Jesus was in the ship. There was storm. He was sleeping. You don't every prayer group will join because you are fearful. That prayer is a prayer of anxiety. It's worthless. It won't work. A prayer that says without faith is totally what you can join 100 prayer groups because you are driven by fear. Fear. Let me pray again. Corona. Ah, corona. Ah, corona. Because all you are seeing in your heart is, is, is corona. All you see is corona. Corona. That's a way to invite Corona into your life. Because that's all you see. That's all you talk about. Why don't you see the greater one in you and be at peace and go to bed? And the Bible said, for God, gives, God gives us, keeps his, his beloved, he gives us his beloved sleep. It's a rest. You don't need all the prayer groups in the world because you are fearful. The reason, your heart, your mind is not stayed on him. You don't see him nothing. Big, big. You know why we don't praise God? You know why we don't worship a lot? Because we don't see the glory of what he's done. And in spite of David telling us, forget not all his benefits, we forget them because they are revealed in scripture. We don't find them. We stay in church, hear them, it's mental, we forget them, and we go complaining about this, murmuring about this, begging. You prayed about this, but you don't believe that God has given you, and so you keep begging and begging. It's begging society. It's begging society. Praise God now, there's nothing to praise you because you are seeing nothing. If you see, you praise God every day of your life. You open your mouth, you have a lot to declare. You worship him for your healing. You, the man, you worship him for the new man. Man, the victory you have over sin. You worship him. I taught you in this church. Say these things. Confess them so become real. They become real. There's no other way to live the Christian life. The just lives by his faith. Period. A faith life praises all the time. David praised God a lot. He wasn't begging. Wasn't begging. He was in the mood of worship all the time. He told the church, please, please, forget not all his benefits. There are a lot to thank him for. You begin to worship God for his goodness and mercy and the awesome work he did in your life. Two hours you haven't done. Oh, the songwriter said a thousand tongues is not enough to praise God for what he's done. It's because we don't, we don't, we don't find the, the word that gives us the revelation. That's why we're full of begging prayer, begging prayer, begging. We can't even exercise authority. We don't even know when to speak and when to ask. The devil comes, we're begging God. Sickness comes, we're confessing what sickness is. Doing. Why don't you take your stand and rebuke sickness in your family? Why don't you lay hands on somebody and rebuke Satan to get out of your children, get out of your home? And stand on it. 
Why don't you go to, some, to your office and lift up your hands and say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus has become a cause for me. I'm blessed. This office is blessed. Money is coming. This office's office will prosper. This place will prosper. Why don't we speak as oracles of God? Because we don't see the new man in whom Christ lives. We don't see the glory of God in creation of that new man. We don't. When we see, our mouths will open in praise. And when we sing, it will come from the Spirit. It will come from knowledge. The Bible says praising with understanding. Praising with understanding. And then you know the things that belong to you. You don't let the devil steal them. You can't lie down there and the, the devil is bringing symptoms to you. And you are describing that symptoms to your friend. When you should get up and say, Satan, stop, stop, stop. That's not the new man. That's not the new character. Get out. Oh, you start telling your friends, you know, this happening to me. That's happening to me. And because that's what you are seeing. You're blind. Peter said, if you don't develop in this way, you're blind. You have forgotten that you were healed. You have forgotten that you're a new creature. You have forgotten that God created you in a new glory. You have forgotten your sins have been washed away. And because our sins have been washed away, all the consequences of sins cannot be on us. That's how Jesus redeemed us through his blood. Because the blood was shed and our sins were washed away by his stripes we were healed. The blood took away our sins and sickness was taken away. Poverty was taken away. Failure was taken away. Because of the blood. That's why a Christian cannot live a mediocre life. But what do you see? That's the point. God took Abraham out. He says, see the stars. What do you see? And then, if you don't want to see, let me show you what happens. Take on Corinthians 7. You don't want to give attention to this thing? Look at 2 Corinthians, I mean, 2 Kings 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Tossed, said the Lord. Like what the scripture is saying, God has made you a new creature. You are not what you used to be. God has created you new. You are a, an awesome creation of the handwork of God, masterpiece of God in true holiness and true righteousness. You have the life of God in you and God lives in you. Okay? If they say, thus said the Lord, tomorrow about this time shall a, a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gates of Samaria. Verse 2. Then the Lord Maybe it's even a Sunday school teacher, who knows? Even a pastor, who knows? There are many unbelieving believers. Then a Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, what are you talking about? With all this, me, new creature. <laughs> you don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> you don't know me. If you know me, we'll talk a lot. If the Lord will make windows in heaven, my this be, things be. And he answered, Behold, thou shalt see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat thereof. You cut yourself off because you don't want to believe what God says. You are, you are assessing God with your physical ability. You think God is a man? God is not a man. The life you have is not the life of a man. Don't make God man. We sing, you never worship man, make God. We do. We do. We reduce God to a man. Can God, can this be true? Sin doesn't have dominion over me. Can it be true? That I live free of sin. Can it be true? Because that's why the Bible says, you people that are accustomed to sin, will you change yourself? 
will you change yourself? And God changed us. God changed us. We should learn these things. Numbers, Numbers 14, 6 to 10. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Joshua, Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. They were, they, were, they were mad, man. These people were insulting God they knew. The dignity of God was being insulted here because people were making God a man. See, it's not possible. They tore their, they tore, they, they, look, they tore their clothes and they spoke to all the congregation of children of Israel saying, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. I'm a new creature created to be like God. I'm the new hidden man. It's in me. Paul said, yeah, I've come to find this hidden man. I found this hidden man. That's me. That's me. If it, he said, none of these things move me no more. Nothing moves me no more. He said, this land is, is exceedingly good. And if I find the land that is exceedingly good, shouldn't I be worshiping and praising every day? Why am I begging, 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 begging? What are the promises to thank God for? And the spirit is the... Why are we not worshiping God all the time? Our prayer should be worship. May you can't stop. It's really good land. It's what we found. But you don't see it unless you give, you give the Bible says until you find it and see it. But it's not going to happen unless you become a Berean. You go after scripture. You see, when I listen to someone like this, I don't listen once. Men, I soak it with foam. I, my wife will tell you, I soak it with foam. And because the second time, in fact, by the ten times when I begin to hear some things I didn't hear before, I'm like, wow. And they begin to make their connections. God taught me that. He said, if you want to find my word, listen over and over and over and over and over and over. That tells me you want it. That, that locates you for me, that this is important to you. I'll give it to you. That's why Paul stood that. He wanted to know Christ. He was so passionate about it. And he had abandoned self-revelation. He said nothing else compared to the knowledge of Christ. He gave it time. And so here, see what this, this man said. He says, he says, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord by refusing to believe his word. Don't rebel. Nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them. Corona has got protection. Who is Corona? The greater one in us is Jesus the Lord. The man, who is Corona? Every prayer group, five o'clock prayer group, seven o'clock, you're just so fearful telling you the truth. You don't know the truth at all. You have no single faith. And even prayer, only prayer of faith works. Okay, so he says, only do not rebel against the Lord, nor share the people of the land, for they are our bread. Sure. Their protection has departed from them. Yeah. And the Lord is with us. <laughs> oh, man. Am I not joined to Christ, become one spirit with him? Why should I fear anything? Why should I fear anything? Why should I expect to succeed? Why shouldn't I call things to happen? Why shouldn't I decree things according to the, 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 the privilege he gave me? By my word, I create my world. Is it not what he told me to do? 
to that pronounced things that are being not as if they were that God had promised me. I called them into being by saying them. If God, if God healed me, I call my healing into, into reality. I call it into reality. I call things that are, were not as if they were. As if, I call prosperity because I'm blessed. I call it into my life. I say this life, you are blessed. You are a new man. I command prosperity to manifest in my life. Poverty is not part of it. I'm not taking it. It's from the devil. The devil steals my, poverty, my prosperity. Steals my, my pro- tells me I'm not succeeding. Because he uses the same thing, imaginations. He uses imaginations to destroy our lives. And we're testifying about those things instead of seeing what God is saying. We take the devil's imagination because it's easier. It's easier. Say, do not fear. And all the congregations say to stone them with stone. That's the church of today. Because they walk by sight. Now the glory of the Lord appeared. The glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. You know, when they brought the negative confession, the people cried. Anytime you're in sorrow, you have negative confession. You're hearing about the Anaks, you're hearing about the giants, you're not hearing about the Lord. Nobody hears the Lord who cries. When you hear about the Lord, you smile, you laugh. The qualities of the kingdom begin to manifest. Joy and peace fill your heart. They fill your heart. They fill your heart. But you know the thing is that if we don't accept these things, if we don't see them, we can't see them manifest in our lives. And that would be a great loss. Whereas it's there, whereas Jesus paid with his life for it, how come you are living without it? You are a new creature. You are a hidden man of the heart. But you are real. Live by faith. Accept it as true. Declare it to be real. Call those things that are not as if they were because they are. You are a new man. That's the spirit life. Not, not the natural life. God says, I want the hidden man of, the, of your life. That's what makes me happy. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Good afternoon, Fountain of the Living Word Church members, and for those of you streaming live from all over the world,